You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Negative harmony is an excellent source of inspiration and can lead to fantastic musical results. However, the diatonic approach is not easily compatible with negative harmony as we will have to change scales, bass sequences and even chord progressions completely. For that reason, let me present a more practical approach based on interval theory. Hi, this is Frank, and I welcome you to another fantastic episode in the Music Interval Theory podcast. Negative harmony really has become a trendy topic over the last few years. You can find a ton of popular and well-known songs put into negative harmony on YouTube, such as Stairway to Heaven, let's say, or Smells Like Teen Spirit, but also many others. This is fun stuff, but only if you know the original version of those songs. Those covers are often very spicy in their chord progressions or even unusual in their melodic flow. That's because not everything translates equally well onto the negative side. Let's learn how to use negative harmony as a tool for creativity and an extension of your musical ideas. Bass notes. Let's start from the bottom up. The first thing to know is that the tonic doesn't change in negative harmony. The tonic becomes your anchor point. So if you start your piece on a C root tone, it remains a C root tone, but the other bass tones will change. You want to count the distance in chromatic steps from the bass note to the tonic. Now, the only important thing is to switch the direction and you will get to the negative pendant. Let me give you an example. Assume your original movement was from an A to a C tonic. That's three chromatic steps up, by the way. Then your negative move would have gone three chromatic steps down into the C tonic. Hence, you would have started from the E flat going down to the C. The distance from those bass notes to the tonic always remains the same, three chromatic steps. Only the direction of the movement flipped. Since most Western music is based on cadences, Let's apply this concept to the circle of fifth. Let's create an authentic cadence from G to the C tonic. The closest distance between those two notes is five chromatic steps up. That is the G going up into the C. If we reverse the movement, 
we start on the F note and go five chromatic steps down into the C. Now that equals the plagal cadence, right? We start realizing that plagal and authentic cadences are connected via negative harmony. So why don't we call it plagal harmony then? <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. Let's talk about triads and chord progressions. We can describe any vertical structure via the chromatic distances between the notes involved. That's what we call an IC, an interval combination. If we counted the chromatic steps from the bottom up of a major triad, we get to a 4 plus 3. A minor triad will give us 3 plus 4, provided you keep it to the position where you start from the root tone up, like having the scale tones 1, 3 and 5 on top of each other. And that's what we call the position of the fifth, because scale tone 5 is on top. Let me point out that using that position of the fifth is the easiest way to translate any triad into negative harmony. Theoretically, it works equally well with all the other positions, but it brings in more complexity. For now, I advise you to use this position only and apply voice leading rules later, as this makes everything way more comfortable and even faster. That's great! Let me get you an example now. The essential thing to know is that a major triad translates to a minor one and vice versa. As you know the root tones already, we can quickly write out the triads on top and flip the major-minor relationship on the negative side. First, let's listen to the original progression and then we will listen to its negative pendant. This actually sounds pretty usable to me and we can even streamline it more by sticking to cadences. So here is what an authentic cadence sounds like and then the plagal one, which is, as we know by now, the negative version. This whole idea is a fantastic starting point for compositions. So I used negative harmony as my gathering, wrote a quick sketch and developed it further for the piano. Here's the result so far. And although it works as a piano piece, it could also be turned into a huge orchestral trailer track as well. But that's another episode. So here's the developed sketch of the track I call Rising.
Academy members have access to the full Negative Harmony application course and they might have recognized that piece already. It's actually part of lesson 7 from that course and in there I cover all the details and decision making behind that composition. So let's go more complex now and dive into four-part chord structures. Funnily enough, we can treat them the same way as triads, as you will see. You want to determine the negative root tone first and put the above structure into negative harmony over the new negative root tone later. And you're done. Technically, you can apply this concept to any four-part structure in close harmony, but take into account that not all the chords translate equally well. Some of them sound good and others don't. That's the reason why I'm not a big fan of putting whole songs through the concept of negative harmony. But let your ears decide what's best. Now that we've covered some basics on this subject, let's put it all into action and see how it applies in an orchestral context. I would like to play you the piano sketch of the tune Get the Cheese. So here we go. Believe it or not, but the whole sketch is based on one original idea and its negative pendant. That's all. This concept works with melodies, chords or any other musical elements like motors and decoration. But keep it musical. It's easy to get lost in the technique and forget about the musicality. And in my opinion, that's surely not the point of negative harmony. Whatever gets you inspired to write exciting music is great. Just trust your taste. It's almost like adding a bit of spice to your musical choices. In conclusion, there are many ways to make good use of negative harmony and whatever works for you is excellent. Even though these concepts have become very trendy nowadays, it's not more than a tool that is supposed to help you express your emotion and tell your story. No need to mystify this subject. If you are new to negative harmony, start with basic progressions using triads only and see how they sound on the negative side. It's no problem to delete your idea and start over from scratch. Experimentation is part of the process in composition and the orchestration. And if you are an advanced composer already, try to implement negative harmony 
in selected parts of your compositions only. Use it to answer a call or start a new section based on an existing idea. This is going to help you write bigger and longer pieces. With all of the negative stuff around you, always try to stay positive. <laughs> you saw this coming, right? And embrace the musical opportunities that open up. It's about you and the musical creation you bring to this world. Make the world more colorful and enjoyable. By the way, all the music you've heard in this episode is part of the negative harmony course that I mentioned. If you want to learn more about that, Laura will tell you where to find me in a second. <laughs> so this was Frank, enjoying this episode about negative harmony, wishing you all the best and hoping to see you the next time. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.